And yes, it is Wednesday. You know what day that is. That means our wonderful lady of the night is back. That's right, Anne Canfield, Finding Strength. Good evening to you, Anne. How are you? I am doing absolutely wonderful on this cold, chilly winter day. (laughs) Yeah, it's going right through everybody's soul. I know that. (laughs) We're just trying to bundle up and keep warm, but the good news is warmer weather will be on the way in the next few days. Absolutely. And it it just reminds me that we talk about focusing on the good. So we focus on what the winter weather brings us, and that is hot cocoa, hot teas, a blanket, sitting around enjoying the indoors. There you go. And then we get the spring. We can't wait for that. I don't know about you, but I like the spring. I don't I like it too cold. <laughs> not too cold, not too hot. You know, I'm a medium kind of girl. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. All right. So what do you've got tonight for us? Today, we are going to talk about how language speaks life. And we are actually going to cover three topics of how language speaks life. And I'm going to start out by telling you a story. There was a man who sat in a chair on the side of the road, right next to the town line. And he's sitting there and a visitor approached him and said, hello, sir. He said, I'm coming to this town And I want to know what kind of people live here. And the local townsman looked at him and he said, well, tell me what kind of people lived in the town that you are coming from. And the stranger said, why? Those people from the other town were unkind. They were bitter. And they were hostile people. So I am hoping that I find better people in your town. And the local townsman said, I'm sorry to tell you, sir, but you're going to find people just like that in this town. And the stranger said, huh. And he walked right through. And a few days later, a woman approached the local townsman. And she said, you, sir, tell me what kind of people live in this town of yours? And the local man looked at her and said, why tell me what kind of people were in the town that you were coming from? She said, oh, those people, they were kind. They were gentle, they were generous. They were loving people. So I am hoping that I can find people just like this in your town. And the local gentleman said, well, I'm happy to tell you, you will find people just like that in this town. The moral of this story is that what you seek is what you will find and what you look for. And so today, as we talk about how language gives life, we want to remind ourselves that our brain is always listening to what we say. And when we say things of kindness and being on our own side and building ourselves up and building up others, 
our brain is listening and says, oh, you want to see more of that? Let me show you that. And I will have you seek it out. You will find it. So we will cover three things about how language speaks life. The first one is the importance of recognizing the power of our words. The second one is how our brain is listening and your words carry to your memories and how they shape the experience that you have. Because your brain will actually experience today based on the memory that you gave it from yesterday. And it's going to use that of how it remembers this moment. And then the third one is, how do we actually change the way we speak? So often I hear people say, you know, I want to be more positive. I want to be better and I want to be on my own side, but I just I keep going towards the negative. How do I do that? So we're first going to kind of paint that platform and talk about the importance of it, how our words shape our experiences, and then we'll get to changing how we speak. So I'm going to ask you, Kathleen, if you looked at a flash of the last five years, would you say that you speak differently in a more positive or negative way about your experiences today oh, than you did? Yeah, definitely positive, 100%. 100%. And when you, when you look at that change and those snapshots, can you look and say what might have... Um, what might have contributed to that? I think growth, age, uh, mm -hmm. as we get a little older, acceptance is mm -hmm. definitely a factor. Uh, learning okay. not to take so many things, no pun intended, Valentine's coming up, to heart. Sure. Yep. Um, definitely looking around is uh, so important and weighing it out. The positive and the negatives, I always say, you know, the positive yep. will always weigh out the negative. Absolutely. And this is kind of this idea of like the importance and the power of our words. And I'm going to give you a personal, I'm going to be vulnerable with everybody for a moment if I can. Sure. My, uh, my husband had been has been diagnosed with stage two prostate cancer. And it was quite interesting because for, for my husband and myself, we've been through a lot of medical things over the years. And every time we have a medical issue, we, we take it in stride, we feel resilient, we feel strong, and we recognize that the power of our words are speaking to us, but they're also influencing others that we tell this news to because they're going to reflect back to us based on how we handle it, how we are accepting this. So we will tell somebody and we will start off the conversation and say, by the way, before I tell you my news, I just want to let you know we feel really good about this. We know everything is going to be okay. We know we're going to be able to get through this. It's just a matter of getting from here to there. And now let me tell you the news. And we do that to let them know how we feel about it. 
Because we understand that the power of our words of how we express this is going to influence how they're going to take it and what they're going to say back to us because we're looking for to encourage that strength. And as we know, sometimes when we get bad news, and Kathleen, if I give you some bad news, what's the first thing you might say? Uh-oh, what happened? Right, right? I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. And and that's kind of that idea. And when we hear that, we always want to let them know. We look at them, we smile. And if we're with them, we'll kind of pat them and say, it's okay. It's totally good. We're totally good with this. We know this is going to be okay. And because we're not looking and to have people feel that, we want to ensure that we're passing our resilience on to them. And we're giving them that, that idea that we, we trust that we're going to get through this because it influences other people of how we look at the world. And we're hoping that by us having that strength, we're communicating to them that if something happens to you, you can be strong too. You know, there is a way for us to have that resilience and that strength to influence other people. And recognizing that our words do have power. Because we also, my husband and I, are, are telling ourselves that. We know that we're strong. And when we go out and we, we have these various doctor's appointments or whatever we have, we look for that good and we look for that opportunity to spread hope and to spread that strength to others, to give them some of that resilience and finding the good in there because we know that good can come from adversity. So that's the first part of just recognizing the power of our words because the second one that we're talking about is our brain is always listening and our words are carrying on how we shape our experience. So somebody will say, hey, how was the doctor appointment? And we will actually be able to think about, and we will think about, oh, I have to tell you about the office. I have to tell you about the staff. It was so wonderful. You know, we will, we will, we are seeking out that good. And so that is shaping that experience when we retell that story. Because we're telling our brain, here's the things that I'm looking for. And that I'm finding in this. And then when they ask about, well, what was the news? Here's the news. And here's how we're going to move forward. Right? Right. Here's the good thing. And, and it's very fascinating kind of watching that process of how we can find that strength within us just simply by the words that we are using. And, and being able to say, I'm seeking out, and what I seek is what we will always find. So that's that second part, is being able to recognize that, because it does shape our experience. And it doesn't shape it for today. It's shaping it for the next experience that we have. Because our brain is always going to associate the next experience with the memories it has from the last one. And that's what it's going to look at. I'll give you another example. I, uh, years ago, my husband would go to the ER for his epilepsy situation. 
we would go to the ER and my son would have to go with us because he was very little at the time. And we would sing the theme song, one of the songs from the Muppets. And the three of us would sing that song in the hallways at the emergency room. Aw, love it. <laughs> to, sh- to shape the idea that, yeah, you know, we don't want to be here, but guess what? We're going to make the best of this experience. And now every time my, husband, my son had to go to the emergency room as an older child for something that happened, and he started singing that song. Because his brain associates emergency room. This is what happened last time. This is what it makes me think of. And so, again, those words carry to those memories, and it shapes that experience. And it's important for us to recognize that. So I have to ask, uh, Kathleen, is there anything when you, is there a certain place that you go to? And when you go to that place, it brings up that memory of something else? As Such as a, a positive, you mean, as far as a positive goes? Correct. Yes. Uh, my music is my outlet. Not my personal music, but my music doing my radio station, um, giving, you know, that you are on the show. Um, definitely seeing and uh, making people happy. I, like I said, I'll say it time and time again. Um, I do what I love. I don't get paid big bucks to do what I do, but it, at the same time, it's feeding good endorphins into my body. So well, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely need that. Everyone needs that in their bodies, and it, and it changes your mindset. You're right. And if you feed sure. yourself something positive one day, it should carry on to the next day, and it remembers. There is recall. Definitely. I agree with you. Yeah. It's an absolute recall. And just to remember that we are shaping it. We are training our brain, whether we like it or not, every, every experience we have, we are training our brain in one direction or another. Absolutely. And I know some people will say, but it's so hard because I just gear towards the negative. And you're right. It's sometimes it's hard a little bit to start that, mm. to get to the positive because your brain is so used to going in that negative, but consciously, start seeking out the good in each experience, no matter how simplistic that good is. It could be as simple as, wow, I'm really glad to be inside right now because it's really cold outside. Absolutely. It could be that simplistic. But you're telling your brain this moment is okay. You know, Ian, I bring, and, I was thinking about something. The magnetic field of a magnet, right? The negative and the positive. Mm-hmm. Even if you flip it around the other way, it does stick. So if you're going the opposite yeah. way... You're going to get that negative. So yeah. why not go towards the positive? Right. And our brains are literally Velcro for bad and Teflon for good. There you go. And the reason is, is because you want to remember that your brain, its first instinct is to protect you from the bad. Fight and flight. The minute you, that's right. The minute you come into an experience, your brain is saying, are there any threats here? I need to be aware of the threats. Mm-hmm. So it's very natural for us to immediately say there might be threats here. I got to scope it out. This could be bad. This could be bad. That land could fall on me. This thing could hurt me. Like that's what your brain is meant to do. It's there to protect you. But that's a very like a primal part of your brain. Sure. And you are able to go, wait a minute. Let me take a look at the good of what I'm seeking here. Recognizing that the probability of something bad happened is a lot less than what your brain wants you to believe. 
so you can feel the feeling, but question the thoughts that you have. And then the third one is, so how do we change the way that we speak to, to look at that good stuff? The first thing we do is we pause and we ask of what is our objective in sharing the words we speak. To my point about talking about a doctor's appointment, when somebody says, how is a doctor appointment? Look at the objective. When I share this experience, what am I looking to get out of it? And what am I looking to share with this other person? Am I looking to give them strength? That hey, by the way, these are the good things that I had. These are the people that I met. Or am I looking? And again, this is, and I will tell you, honestly, this was me 10, 15 years ago. Oh, let me share all the bad stuff so I can make, get the attention because I want to feel like a victim. And I'm a big enough person to admit that 15 years ago, I might do that. Well, it was awful and it was long and it's hard and I can't believe we have another one. Because the person would say, what would you say to me, Kathleen, if I told you that sad story? I would really feel bad for you. I don't know. I have a different perspective. Right. <laughs> I would really feel but, but bad. Right. Yeah. You, you'd be like, oh, my God, that's so awful. Maybe I could help you. What can I do? You know, oh, it's that, that attention-seeking, right? And I recognize as I've, as I've matured, to your point, Kathleen, as we mature and we grow, we recognize that when we self-validate, and we trust ourselves, we don't need as much of that validation from somebody else. You know, we're more resilient. We've got that strength of our own and we can be on our own side, which is good. And then the other thing is, is speaking about the good to yourself in each situation of what are you getting out of it and recognizing that you're influencing each person in each experience that you're having. You know, no matter how little that, that moment is with another person, you're still sharing that moment with them and you're influencing them. And that can be a really wonderful thing for you of being able to share that kindness with the world one person at a time, one conversation at a time and recognizing that you're giving to others because unfortunately it's not always about us. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. It's growth. Then, it's definitely growth. <laughs> that's right. And then the third one is giving ourselves grace. That our self-talk between our ears and behind our eyes matter. And being able to say, it's okay. Like maybe I made a mistake on something. It's okay. Oops, I just made a mistake. Let me go back. Let me fix it. Let me do what I need to do and have that grace to ourselves. There you go. Beautiful. Because those things are really important. So hopefully today I might be able to give you some tips of, of being able to recognize that language speaks life. It speaks life to ourselves and it speaks lives to other people. And hoping this helps each of you find your strength today and recognizing that so that we can retrain our brains so that as we move on, we can get more of that Velcro for the good and let it stick wonderful information as always and very moving and i absolutely love 
you know, you're doing great over there. Uh, just keep up the good work. Uh, we touched a little bit really quick. We touched a little bit about your your book. Did you come out with a book? Are you writing a book? I forget what you said. I, I actually am in the midst of a book. Okay. I am in the midst of a book. And again, it's all about this concept of this self-grace, this self-trust, because when we can validate ourselves, we recognize that our life is not all about us. But this concept of connection between one another is so powerful and can work to the advantage of you, but also recognizing that you are a gift to many other people. And when you see that each interaction is a gift to another person, it's a blessing and a privilege that you have that. So it's a lot about that. So Self-validation. Take it. Yeah, definitely. Well, great stuff as always. And keep up the good work. We will keep you and your family in our prayers. And uh, definitely, you've got this. You're amazing. That sounds great. And like I said, definitely check out Instagram for Finding Strength with Anna. And I post literally a daily video on there every single day to help be able to lift you up. Yes. And to, to keep those good those good words moving and to be able to help each person out there. And it's a good way to start the day too. Definitely a good way to start the day. If you're having one of those uh, moments, aha, you know what's going on. I definitely recommend everybody go over to the podcast and listen to Anne. She's on Spotify. She's on Deezer. She's on 365. She's on iHeartRadio. All you got to do is type in the word I, uh, the Chill Factor Radio, and you could check out all of your podcasts, right, Ann? Absolutely wonderful. Love, love, and feel free to comment and reach out. I'd love to hear from anybody out there. That's right. All right, Ann, you have a good one, and we will talk next week. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye now. <laughs> Bye-bye.